Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello everyone, welcome back. Today I'm doing my UFC 278 Usman vs. Edwards preview episode. Gonna go over the main card, the prelim fights, my predictions for some of the main card fights, and my best bets picks for the card. So we're just gonna jump straight into it. I will forewarn that I do not know as many fighters on this card as I normally do. Kamaru Usman apparently is carrying this pay-per-view and not the card carrying him to the pay-per-view bonuses. So, straight into it. On the main card, the main title fight, Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards 2 for the World UFC World Heavyweight, Heavyweight Welterweight Championship of the World. The last five fights for Kamaru Usman, he's gone 5-0, and defeating Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal twice each, and Gilbert Burns in between the two. Um, Edwards' last five fights, he's also gone 5-0, and the most recent fight being a decision win over Nate Diaz at UFC 263 last June. Other wins he has are over the likes of Rafael Dos Anjos and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. My little key factor in this fight um, the first contest between these two, Usman was able to get Leon Edwards down to the ground at will and controlled the fight from start to finish. But since this fight has happened, Edwards has improved the takedown defense and it has worked on um, his own wrestling attack, making it stronger, not just being uh, defending the takedowns and being a striker just to piece you up, also taking a fight to the ground and beating you up there as well. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out if the fight stays standing or if Usman tries to throw in some level changes to keep Edwards honest. That'll be an exciting fight to watch. Obviously, the title fight for a reason, the headliner for that reason. Next fight, we have the co-main event, Paolo Costa versus Luke Rockhold at middleweight. Um, Paolo Costa, in his last five fights, he's lost two on the bounce. One to Marvin Vittori at light heavyweight after that infamous ordeal where he couldn't make weight almost a full week in advance and then asked to fight 20 pounds heavier. And the other coming to Israel Adesanya by knockout in the middleweight title fight. Um, the wins coming against the likes of Johnny Hendricks and Uriah Hall by KO and against Yoel Romero by unanimous decision where he dropped Romero multiple times throughout the fight ended up taking the fight to the judges' scorecards. Um, Rockhold's last five fights, he's gone two and three, losing to Michael Bisping, Yoel Romero, and Jan Blachowicz, all by KO. Um, the two wins in that span were both by KO, but it's, again, been over three years since he, or actually, correction, one decision, one KO. End of that. Um, but my little key factor in this fight is that Luke Rockhold hasn't fought in over three years. While he may hold the advantage in height and reach, Costa lands more strikes per minute on average and has stronger takedown defense and accuracy than Rockhold. So if he wants to piece him up on the on the feet, he's probably not going to have a hard time doing that if he can escape Rockhold's jab on the way in. And if he wants to take the fight to the ground, he is a massive human being and will have no problem out-muscling Rockhold to get him to the mat. I don't think that's what Costa wants to do. I think he wants to take his head clean off his shoulders, but I'll get to that a little later on. Next fight, we have Jose, Jose Aldo versus Mirab. I'm going to struggle to say this one the entire time. 
Mirab Devalishvili. He's friends with Aljamain Sterling, and that's all I know. Aldo's last five fights, he's gone three and two, winning the last three on the bounce against Rob Font, Pedro Munoz, and Marlon Chito Vera, all by unanimous decision. Mirab's last five fights are all five and oh, defeating the likes of Marlon Moraes and Cody Stamen most recently. Four of the five wins have come via unanimous decision, with the knockout being over um, Marlon Moraes being the outlier to that trend. The key stat factor here is that Aldo has advantages in height and reach, but Mirab will like to take the fight to the ground, averaging almost seven and a half takedowns per fight. So, yeah, more of a wrestling match for Mirab. I'm just going to refer to him as Mirab because I can't say his last name. But yes, he likes to take the fight to the ground and wear you down, win by decision, preferred. These are some of the names that I don't know as well. So, we're just going to go straight through them. Um, next fight we have Wu Yanan and Lucy Pudilova. If I'm saying that correctly, I'm sorry. Yanan's last five fights, she has gone one and four, losing all fights via decision with the lone win being via submission, but all the way back in 2018, Pudilova, last five, she's gone four and one, all of the fights being determined via decision, so it seems like she is hard to put away and doesn't have the power or the grappling to put people away as well the last fight first fight scheduled to watch last fight on this list for the main card we have tyson pedro versus harry hunsucker at heavyweight um tyson pedro is two and three in his last five fights winning and losing one apiece by knockout and submission and the other loss being a decision Hunsucker's last five, he's two and three. All fights finishing in the first round, four by KO and one by submission. So uh, this looks like it's not going to be a long-lasting fight if I had to be a guessing person, which is what I'm here to do. Ta-da! Um, the funny little side note that I had on this fight, I didn't really have a key stat, kind of like the last fight where I don't know enough to put anything together. Um... The funny little side note I found on this, Tyson Pedro is listed as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter, while Harry Hunsucker is listed as a regular jiu-jitsu fighter, so I kind of thought that was funny. We'll see which one is better when it comes out as the result, although it looks like neither of them will probably rely on their ground game to win. It looks like it'll probably be a knockout or um, a submission off of a knockdown, if I'm here to predict things, which I am. Um, the prelim fights, um, we have the pr- featured prelim, Marcin Tibura versus Alexander Romanov. The last fight before we go to pay-per-view. Um, next fight, we have Leonardo Santos versus Jared Gordon. Then we have Sean Woodson versus Luis Saldana. AJ Fletcher versus Andre Lusa. Um, Amir Albazzi versus Francisco Figueredo, who, yes, is the brother of the flyaway world champion. But Figueredo is a massive underdog here and has never really looked as strong as his brother in any of his fights. So I'm going to have to probably go with Albazzi here. But next two, last two fights we have to kick off the card. Outreaching versus Jay Perrin. I have no idea how to say that. There are more vowels in that name than there are uh, consonants. So, Outreachling, I think. His nickname is the Mongolian Murderer or something along those lines. I think it's Mongolian Murderer. I already forgot. I just looked it up and I already forgot. 
Um, the very first fight on the card is Daniel Da Silva versus Victor Altamiriano. My predictions for the top three fights on the main card, since I don't know enough about everybody on the card. Dun, 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 dun. So my predictions for the three main fights on the main card. Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards 2. Um, Edwards has become a far more well-rounded fighter since the first matchup occurred, but Usman is on track to become one of the greatest to fight in the octagon, breaking the record for most consecutive wins in the UFC with a victory at UFC 278. Should he win against Edwards? And I think he's going to get it via stoppage. If you want me to be specific, just wait for the next segment. The next fight, we have Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold. Rockhold is going to have some ring rust coming into this fight. If you don't believe me, just look at last month's pay-per-view with Alex Perez when he got submitted at a minute and a half. Anyways, um... But Costa will be out to prove a point that he can not only make weight for the middleweight division, but compete with the very best still. With Rockhold's slow steps and still figuring out the octagon, getting the ring rust off, um, also being 37 years old and being out over three years, I think Costa is going to catch him with either one big shot or piece him up until the fight is eventually stopped. Rockhold is notorious for not having a great chin. I have been saying this since I saw this fight that I think it's easy for Costa to get a KO victory here as long as he doesn't get too confident and get taken down and submitted or beaten up on the ground without getting back up. But I think he should be smarter than that. And I think after how his last two fights have gone, he's going to want to get things back on track here. So that's my prediction there. And the last of my three for the three fights that I actually knew the people, Jose Aldo versus Mirab Devalishvili. I still can't say it right, but I'm going to try it. Dang it. Um, Jose Aldo's renaissance has been a breath of fresh air, and honestly, who would have seen it in the weight class below his original dropping from featherweight down to bantamweight, losing 10 pounds from being the featherweight king, trying to start a new reign at bantamweight. Um, but sadly, I think his comeback is uh, going to take a hit here. Um, Mirab showed knockout powers last time out winning by KO, obviously, and strong wrestling every other time. Two things that Aldo doesn't necessarily combat very well. If you want an example of this as well, see um, Jose Aldo versus Piotr Jan for the interim bantamweight title. Uh, Jan either knocked him down or kept him on the ground for the majority of the fight and beat the back of his head until the referee stopped it after about three minutes of constant punching. Now I'm going to do a little thing where um, if you watch UFC, you probably do best bets. First piece here, Kamaru Usman to win by KO or TKO or submission. The double chance prop for plus 230 odds. Usman has the power in the ground game to end this flat out by knockout or TKO. And I expect him to do it easily. He wants to box Canelo Alvarez someday and also set himself apart as the top-tier pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC, so he's going to need a finish here to make both of these stay on track, in my mind anyways. And my other school of thought on this pick, if you don't want to go along with that, um, Nate Diaz rocked Leon Edwards after 24 minutes of a 25-minute fight. You know, after Diaz got pieced up, bleeding all over the place, connects, with Ed- connects on Edwards' chin with a minute left in the fight. 
And instead of going in to finish it, just points at him and says, haha, gotcha, instead of going for the finish. So, I mean, if Nate Diaz can connect on Leon Edwards and almost end the fight after 24 minutes of fighting, do you really think that Usman, with his knockouts of Masvidal and Burns, couldn't put the lights out on Edwards? Because I definitely do. And I could easily see him getting on top in a grappling exchange and finding a way to submit um, Edwards as well. That's why I took the double chance one. But I also wouldn't mind saying just by KO or TKO because even if he doesn't knock him out straight up, he'll ground and pound him all the way to the finish, in my opinion. Next, we got Paolo Costa to win by KO, TKO, minus 160, a little bit of juice. Um, me thinking here, Costa has a point to prove, and the UFC gave him this fight on a golden platter to do just that. Rockhold's chin has been suspect ever since he lost by KO to Michael Bisping in the middleweight title fight at UFC 199, the upset that everybody knows. Um, so he's either been rocked or lost by knockout ever since, and Costa just so happens to be one of the most dangerous strikers in the UFC. So it doesn't sound like a great return fight after three years off, especially when the other fighter has the point to prove, wants to come out and prove that point by knocking you out, getting himself back in the mix for the middleweight title. He's going to have to do it with a statement win. I expect him to get it. Rockhold is going to go night-night. Next one, we have Mirab with the last name I can't say, Devalshvili. Just him to win, minus 146. As I said above, I just think Mirab will be too strong and too full of energy for Aldo to pull off any kind of victory without some kind of miracle happening. Um, Mirab shows off power and great wrestling in most, if not all, of his fights, and Aldo's age will eventually start to affect his quickness and the decision-making, and I think it's going to start at UFC 278. If you want to get real risky, Marcin Tibura to win plus 290 would be my pick. Tibura has fought more high-level fighters than Romanov and beaten them, a few examples being Andrei Arlovsky, Ben Rothwell, and Sergei Spivac. Tibura will be a major step up in talent for Romanov, who is still young for a heavyweight at 31 years of age. Um, I'm not over the moon on this pick, but it's the classic narrative of the wily veteran against the new guy on the block, and regardless of the result, I'm excited to see how this fight plays out. So, that's all I got for this. Um, if I knew more people on this card, it would definitely be longer, but um, be sure to turn in for the recap that I'll put out probably on Sunday of this card. Um, that's all I've really got. If you got any um, picks, ideas, things that I didn't talk about, let me know, and maybe I'll bring them up on my recap or some other episode. But that's all I got for this one, so I will talk to you after UFC 278, Usman versus Edwards. Be sure to watch. It's ABC and ESPN for the prelims, pay-per-view on ESPN+. Plus. I'll be watching. Hopefully you will too. We'll talk about it next time. Bye-bye.